tonight. And if that's all we did, it'd be worth it. But that's not all we're going to do. <laughs> There's more to do. And the Holy Spirit is uh, moving already in our midst. And, and you can just sense the mighty presence of God here tonight. And uh, we're thankful for that. Amen? Amen. If you're not normally with us, we're so glad you're here too. And uh, you don't have to identify yourself if you don't want. Uh, but this is a healing service tonight. All right? That's, that's what we do. Uh, generally, on the first Wednesday of every month, we do what's called a healing meeting or healing service. Uh, it means the same thing. And uh, in, this, in this kind of service, uh, basically our focus is on the healing of the physical body. And I'm so thankful that for what God has done already. And uh, we've seen so many wonderful things happen in bodies being healed. Um, and we're going to see more of that tonight. And uh, I'm thankful for everything He has done. And He is doing. And we just constantly have a, have a flow of, of people testifying of, of healings of various problems and conditions. And uh, He is Almighty God. And there's nothing too difficult for Him. And, uh, and then therefore, because of that, there's nothing too difficult for us who believe. And, uh, and do we have any believers in the house? I guess, I guess it's going to be a good night, huh? <laughs> that settles that. Um, thank you, Lord. Basically, the end result of what we are doing here today is healing in physical bodies, all right, in everyone's body. And, and so we're going to do that, and we're going to have that here tonight. Uh, understand this, that we are not working on God, all right? We're not trying to convince God to do anything as if we want people well more than Him. I mean, that's just a silly notion that we are more loving, more compassionate, more tender, more merciful or, than God. This is His idea. <laughs> and uh, uh, He's a constant. Uh, he's always on. Uh, you know, more so than the power. I mean, most of us, we... we uh, you know, I've come to expect, when you plug certain appliances in, so forth, that you'll get power out of that outlet in your house. I mean, it, it's usually very rare when it doesn't work, so we just, we, we count on that. Well, God's more faithful than the, the power. <laughs> he's, he, he's constant. He's always on. Uh, we're, again, we're not trying to get Him to heal people. We're not trying to get Him on board. If he's not on board with this ministry, we are wasting our time. And we would move right along onto something else and say, you know what, God doesn't really do this. He's not really helping here. And that would be easy to identify. You know, if we did this month after month and, and year after year after year after year after year and things weren't happening, there weren't results, there weren't healings, I, we'd know that. And uh, good news is we don't know that. We have come to be eyewitnesses of God's power. So this is the real deal. We don't have to try to, you know, pretend or anything. God is really involved in this. And, you know, as the, the old saying goes, the, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. Right? Or did Jesus say that? Someone said that. Uh, 
Uh, but when you see things again and again and again, it's like you get up in the morning, you kind of expect the sun to rise. You know what I'm talking about? And, and, and certainly God is faithful. Again, if he weren't on board with this, I would just tell everyone, hey, let's sing a few songs and go find the best doctor we can find. And if you're lucky, you, you know, you might get well, a pill, a cut, a surgery, you know, something. Maybe they'll be able to help you. And, uh, uh, but what we're doing here, it, there's no luck involved. There's no chance involved. We're not rolling the dice. We're not playing the lottery. We're, we're not throwing up a prayer. We are, what, what, what are we doing? We are banking our lives and relying on His faithfulness and the integrity of His Word. If God is a God of truth, if He, if he tells no lies, then we're set. But if you can never tell what God's going to do because He may say one thing and do something else, we are totally stuck. And by the way, we're stuck forever. <laughs> but if He is absolutely truthful and, and, and honest and full of integrity and will do exactly what he said he would do. Then that puts us in a position of great confidence, great assurance. We can rely on him. Amen? You can take his word to the bank. Thank you, Lord. Hopefully, we can take our power equipment to the bank, too. <laughs> Trade it in on something new. Oh. Um, amen. But we are, not, we are not relying here upon our own godliness upon our own uh, holiness, upon our own power in any way. And I would just encourage you, especially you have need of His help in your life tonight, throw yourself completely over onto the mercy of God. Just say, Lord, I'm going all in with this. It's either you're going to catch me or I'm going down. Huh? When you have had enough of trying it your way and relying upon your effort, self-effort, self-righteousness, and you're ready to go all in with God, I tell you, He's ready to catch you. He's ready to, to hold you up. Amen? And, and, and so, why don't you say this with me? Uh, just say, say it out loud with me. Say, Father God, this is all on you tonight. I trust you. And you alone. Amen. Do you believe that? Say, say it again. Say, Lord, it's all on you. I trust you with my very life tonight. Amen. Amen. That's a good thing to do, huh? If you have your Bible with you, look with me at the, uh, the book of Psalms, uh, the 107th Psalm. Be right in the middle of your Bible if you're not familiar with it. Or, of course, if you've got a machine that gives you your scriptures, type it in. Psalm 107. Notice with me over here, Psalm 107, verse 20. 20. It reads this way. He sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Why don't you read that out loud with me tonight? Start with me. If you have New King James Bible is what I'm reading. If you have that, you've got it word for word. 
he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Let's read it again. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Now let's put ourselves in that. Let's take out him and say me or, or them and, and put in me. Ready? He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from my destructions. Say that again. He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from my destructions. Isn't that good? Yeah. Would it be helpful to say that about 20 more times? All right, we're not going to do that right now, but that's one way to, 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 to take some word, to receive it, to in, ingest it and let it become a part of you. you. You stay with it again and again and again and again. But notice here, how did these people get delivered from their destructions and healed from their problems? Uh, it didn't say that God sent His power. I mean, that, that would make sense to me to say, and He sent His power and healed them. That would make sense. I would be all on board with it if the Scripture said that. But He sent His Word and healed them. That almost doesn't make sense. Unless the Word contains the power. Because you've got to have power. You've got to have God's divine influence. You've got to have His ability working in someone to cause them to be healed. But yet, He sent His Word because His Word contains His power. Amen. A lot of times people are seeking the power of God. Lord, just send the power. Lord, give us power. How many know for the, for the New Testament believer, if you are one, you don't ever have to pray for power. In fact, you shouldn't be praying for power. You should be praying for a knowledge of the power that's already here. And really, when you get one word from God and you understand that word, there's power built within it. And so what I want to do is I want to hear from God. I want to know what thus says the Lord. I want to know what He has to say about me and my body. And if I will grab hold of that word, the power within it will explode and do in me just what it did in them. What? Heal and deliver. It will absolutely set me free. And so there is then enough power in one word from God to completely eradicate all physical problems in your body now. Yeah, just one word. If you got the full understanding of one thing that God said concerning healing, it's over. Sick days are over in your life. The sick bed is out of there. huh? There is a new life of strength and health because God's very word contains that ability. Now, God's word is who he is. You don't have God as one thing and his word as something else. He's not hard to figure out. Someone said, I just want to know what the Lord is like. Well, He is exactly what He said about Himself in His Word. He's not like some people we know. Right? How they'll say one thing and do something else. They'll give you their word on something. They'll tell you something. But whether they're going to follow through on that, I mean, you just never know. 
hey, we'll meet you at 7 o'clock, and they show up at 7.30. You know what I'm talking about? People can be like that. Hey, I'll do this for you. I'll, I'll send this to you. I'll, I'll call you. I'll, I'll, I'll help you with this. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm moving into a new house. And, and you're asking your friends for help. And, yeah, I'll help you. I'll be there. Seven in the morning on Thursday. We'll be there to help you. And then seven comes and eight comes and nine comes and ten comes. And the whole day comes and they never showed up. Well, I, I got busy. Well, how many know, aren't you glad the Lord is not like that? Because <laughs> that's an unreliable friend you can't count on and you can't bank on their help uh, if you're in a situation. God is not like that. He is whatever he says. His word his, and his character are the very same thing. Now, you're in Psalm 107. Flip over a few pages to the right. Psalm 138. 138. Man, I'm sure glad there's at least 138 psalms. Sure glad they didn't stop at 137. I wouldn't have this verse. <laughs> and the message would be over tonight. <laughs> in, in Psalm 138, verse 2, it reads this way. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and truth. You ever wonder what to worship God about? You think, I don't know what to say right now. Here's a couple good ones. You can worship Him for His loving kindness and His truth. Look, for you have magnified your word above all your name. What? Magnified your word above your name. If you know anything about the name of God, that's a pretty holy thing. There were people in times past in history that wouldn't even write out the name of God. It was too holy to, to, to do that. People had such reverence for the name of God. We come into the New Testament and we see Jesus. And we read about the name of Jesus. And the scripture tells, it is, it tells us that it is a name that is what? Above every name. And every knee will bow to that name. It is the name of Jesus. And so the name of something is really, really important in the kingdom of God. What you call something, what you call someone, the name of God is very, very important. And yet we see a powerful statement here. He said, I've exalted my word above my name. Who is the name? That's who he is. Who, what, what is the word? That's what God has said, which reveals his character and nature and all that he ha has promised. His word is above his name. So I could say it this way. God himself submits to his own word. You know, we talk about, hey, we should be doers of the word. We should obey the very words of God. You know, God does too. Huh? You know, he submits himself to the very things that he says. And if he gave a promise, if he has made a statement, if he has said this is going to happen, for him to be truthful, he can't go around that. He can't change that. He is submitted to his word. Amen. I mean, how many know we should be submitted to our word? That goes back to integrity again, doesn't it? You give your word to something, you should submit yourself to it. Well, what if I find out that I changed my mind? <laughs> Well, uh, well, one 
quality character trait of someone who is spiritual is they will, psalmist said this, they'll swear to their own hurt and change not. That means even if they said something that's going to cost them or they're going to have to give something up, they still won't change because they put their word out there. huh? But this is the way the Father is. This is the way God is uh, that uh, he submits himself to his own words. If he says it, he has then obligated himself to do it. You see how it's easy for us to say at times that we're not trying to get God to do certain things? We're not trying to convince him to act a certain way. What are we doing? We're just finding out what he said because what he said is who he is. And if I can discover what God said, I know exactly what he's going to do. Amen. We should, we should avoid the, the, the statements, foolish statements sometimes where people say, well, you never know what God's going to do. And they put everything into the mystery camp. God is mysterious in all his ways. You can never really tell what he's going to do. Now, that would, that would be an accurate description of an unfaithful person. You never know where they're going to be, where they're going to show up. Where that would be an accurate description of someone who lacks integrity, but that's not an accurate description of God. Now, I don't know everything he's going to do because I don't know everything he has said. But I do know that if he said it in his word, whoosh, he's good for it. Amen. And that's why he can send a word and it heals people. Just a word from God. His, his word contains all of heaven backing it. Everything he is, everything, every bit and every part of him is backing the very words that come out of his mouth. Amen. Amen. Now, here's a, here's a great verse. You don't need to turn there, but Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12. Jeremiah 1, 12. This is the, listen to this verse from the Amplified Bible. Jeremiah writes here, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. So what's the Lord watching over? His word. What, what, what's, he, what's, he, what's he watching over it for? To perform it. He's watching over his, what? his word to perform it. If I want a performance of God in my body, I just need to have his word in me. Because that's what he's looking out for. You see, if I separate my need from his word and I say, uh, you know, God's word, I'm going to set that aside. Lord, just give me a performance of your power. And I'm seeking the power, a powerful performance of God in my life. I've separated myself from God's method of performing it. Huh? And you know, many times we th people think this way. It says, I have a need, pray. I have a need, help me. Lay hands on me. Pray for me. Cast this out of me. Do this. And what, what, we, what we've done sometimes in that process is we go, we're going straight to the power, not recognizing that the power is in the Word. I have a need, and I want the power of God. Great, that's a, there's nothing wrong with that desire or that request. Find what He said. And as soon as you get what He said, put it in there. Get it in there and think about it and let it be digested and a part of your being because God's watching over that. And if it's in you, he's now watching over you to perform that word that you've received. Hallelujah. 
And if God's watching over his word because he submitted his own self, his own name to his very word, man, I've got a guarantee, there again, a guarantee of an activity, a performance of God's power in my life. So let's not leave the word out. Let's not leave the method out. Let's not leave out what God has chosen to use as to reveal himself and his will and his desire and his power. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so I want to give God something to perform. So I get his word in me. You know, I mean, even in Jesus' ministry, if you read over in Luke chapter 5, you'll find out that, that uh, he went around, um, you know, good reports ran around, went around concerning him. It's Luke 5 and 15. And great multitudes came. And you know what the scripture says they came to do? They came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. They didn't just come to be healed. They came to do what? Came to hear and be healed. Look at Mark chapter 16, if you would, with me. Mark the 16th chapter. How many love the book of Mark? Or anything with that name? No, I'm just kidding. There wasn't a groan in here, was it? Was there? In the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, this of course speaks of the time after Jesus was raised from the dead, preceding uh, his ascension back to heaven, where he was seated at the right hand of God. He was giving some final instructions, that what we call the Great Commission. Different parts of it are recorded in different gospel accounts, Mark 16 being one of those. And uh, in this passage is where he gave the instructions about uh, going to all the world and preach the gospel and, and some of those things. Talk about speaking in new tongues and laying hands on the sick and so forth. And we want to just read this one verse here, Mark 16, 20. This is after all those statements. It, it reads, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. Amen. Can you see again the emphasis and the strength of, of God revealing to us the power that's contained in the Word? He went out and confirmed what? The Word of God. When they preached God's Word, God had something to work with. If God's never working, if you don't ever see a display of God's power through healing, through provision, through answered prayer, through deliverance, through, through God just doing a work, you, you would probably need to check the amount of God's word that you are receiving. That, that would be like first check. Huh? You know, I heard a story about a guy who, who was having trouble with his lawnmower. I mean, he had a, an appointment, he had his schedule, and he needed to get his lawn mowed and then get somewhere. And he couldn't get the thing started. And he worked and pulled on it and yanked on it and everything and tried to look at everything he could think of, called a friend that knew more. And his friend came over and looked at it. And the, his friend, the friend that knew a little bit more, you know what he checked first? He checked the gas, and it was out of gas. And he sure felt like an idiot. Uh, but then, of course, was thankful that it was an easy solution and not a major problem. But I think sometimes we need to look at some of the basics. And we're looking for all these mysterious ways of why something's not starting. 
man, I've been pulling on this thing. I'm looking, checking everything I can think of. I'm looking and asking people. I'm searching. I'm crying out, Lord, help me. Sometimes you're just, you don't have any fuel in you. And I tell you, sometimes for the believer, we, we want signs. We want the demonstration of God. We want his provision, his help, all these things. Man, what are you listening to? What word from God do you live by? What word could you quote at the without even thinking about it because it's become a part of who you are and this relationship you have with God is built around that revelation. Man, I know this. I know certain people. It seems like every time you get around them, they quote the same verse. And they talk about the same. And I don't think that's a problem at all. That doesn't, I don't think that's a negative. I think you, you've got that one. You know that verse. I can tell because every time I see you, you're talking about that verse. I don't mean there aren't other verses to know too, and let's grow and expand. But when you know something, man, it, it, it works for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so we ask ourselves, what are we listening to? Some will say, well, I listen to Christian music. Well, good for you, but you know that Christian music is not all words. I'm good, for, I'm good, with, Christian, I'm good with worship music, but not all worship music is based on the Bible. That's a revelation some need to get. Because they sing stuff that's contrary to the word of God. And they lift their hands, woohoo, and they're singing it out. And it's wrong because the writer was very talented, very musical, very artistic, very gifted, and they weren't grounded in God's word. And so they produce stuff that's not solid. And if you have some stuff in there that's not solid, God doesn't have anything to perform. Some say, well, I've been listening, I've been going to I go to church a lot. Well, just because we say we go to church, what are you hearing? What are you listening to? Huh? I've heard some things that, are, that were done before in the name of God. They were done, you know, with Bible in hand that were very far from building any kind of faith in anyone. I mean, you left drained. You left without. You didn't have a revelation of God. You weren't drawn closer to him as a result. You didn't have more faith. You walked out questioning everything, you, everything you're doing. Huh? See, that's the wrong kind of diet. Wrong kind of word. I want to know what thus saith the Lord about what he said concerning me. And in this case, my body. Yeah. Amen. Man, if all we do is go to church and we hear about Paul's thorn and Job's boils and, and all this, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And that's, we're just hearing someone's slant and interpretation of that. But no Jesus stripes. But no lay hands on the sick. But no, none of this kind of, then what are we going to come out with? Well, we're not going to come out of there with a word for God to perform. And he's watching over a word to perform it. If I hear a word about God's peace, well, he can perform that peace in me. If I hear a word about God's provision, he can provide my needs. If I get a word in me about being sanctified and wholly set apart to him, then that work of the Spirit goes into operation in my life. See, I'm giving him something to perform. But if I hear a word concerning healing and concerning what he wants to do in my physical body, now I've set myself up for him to perform that. And that's the reason some say, I've just never seen anything like that before. What kind of word do you have from him? He watches over the word he performs. Amen, amen, amen. And so the scripture says again here, the Lord worked with them, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, if you read the same translation I read, uh, you'll notice the word them, there, Mark 16, 20, is italicized. That simply means when you see the word italicized, uh, it's not that way on the screen because it's wrong. 
It is. You look it up, you'll see that word italicized. That simply means the translators added the word. It wasn't there in the original Greek in this case, in the New Testament from Greek. They added it because it seemed like it made sense, seemed like it flowed well. They added that word, and, uh, and sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. But whenever it's there, you are totally licensed to remove it and just see. Now, I don't have any problem at all with saying that the Lord worked with them. I believe He works with you. He works with me. I don't think that's a false doctrine in any way. But yet at the same time, if I take that word out of there, I would say, we could read it this way, the Lord working with and confirming the word. What does the Lord work with? The word. He works with the word. And if I go out preaching everywhere, but I'm not preaching the word, I don't think the Lord's working with me. But if I go out preaching the word, he's working with me because, well, because I'm preaching his word, he's working with the word in me. But, but we get to the end of it, every time again, we've got to come back to the Word. What does God's Word say? What did He say about Himself? What did He say about us? And I latch onto that, and God's power goes into operation and performs the very will and desire of God from the beginning. Hallelujah. Everybody okay tonight? You want God to work in your life? Use His Word. You don't have to seek the power. You don't have to try to get him to do anything. Just use the word. He'll confirm that. What if there's no confirmation? Wasn't the word. I mean, how could I draw any other conclusion? I'd have to be making that up. But I could easily arrive at that point. You know that there is healing power in God's word. He sent his word and healed them. Let me give you this verse. Some of you are aware of it. It's Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 22. This, again, from the Amplified Bible, it reads, For they are life, talking about words, they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. The words of God are healing and health to what? The flesh, the outward person, the body, the flesh. It, his words heal you. It's, it's kind of like this. One translation or the margin of a Bible even uses this language that God's words are like medicine. Medicine to your flesh. I know people frequently will see a, uh, see a physician if they're having symptoms and pain and different types of things. And often the doctor will prescribe a certain type of medicine. You know, they may say, hey, you got a, an infection and if you'll take these antibiotics, uh, you know, it'll kill that infection, something like that. I'm not an expert in that field, but I think it works something like that. Okay, but what they often will do is say, but you have to take these X number of times a day or every day for two weeks or something like that because they'll say it's got to stay in your system long enough to produce this result. Am I right about that? Kind of, kind of, kind of how, how that works. Uh, but it's interesting how many people will follow that to a T and they'll say they'll respect that, they'll honor that. That person's educated, they know what they're talking about, and that will do that. So they'll follow that, and they'll put on the, the, the cream and the, or whatever, <laughs> the topical stuff, and they'll ingest stuff, and they'll, they'll do different things. They'll follow the instructions. Uh, but sometimes when it comes to the words of God, we think, well, I just, I went to church. I mean, I'm good. Well, as an ongoing process, it does us well, and it'll do us physically well, to take it three times a day. 
and to take it every day for a couple of weeks. I'm not talking about what's going to happen here tonight because we can get people healed of every kind of disease and every kind of sickness right here tonight. But I'm talking about an ongoing way of living. If you want to maintain and sustain God's health in your body, what do you need? Words of healing every day, multiple times a day. Amen. I remember a time in my life uh, quite a few years ago where I had really, really bad lower back problems. And, and this is back in the day where I'm on my feet all day long because I was milking the cows. But I'm on my feet all day long and in pain, in agony, because you have to lean over just enough. Because it's just enough to reach in there, you know, and put the machines on and do all that stuff. And just that little movement of, oh, it was so painful. And, and to the point where at the end of the day, and I'd be... Uh, go home, you know, go to the house and, and shower and get dressed and get ready to do other stuff. And, and I couldn't tie my shoes. You know why I couldn't tie my shoes? Because I couldn't tuck them. I couldn't reach them. And because uh, uh, I couldn't bend that far. So I'd get on my, I'd lay on the floor. I'd get on my back and I would pull my legs to me. And then I'd tie my shoes that way because I couldn't bend over it in, in, in time. It was very, very painful. And so what I did is, is I took some medicine. But I don't mean the physical kind of medicine. I took this kind of medicine. I did, and I took it every day. And I took it a lot more than three times a day. <laughs> I did because, you know, when you're doing that kind of job, who are you going to talk to? <laughs> and so I talked to my body, and it would listen to me. And a lot of people talk to their body, and all they do is curse it. And they say, I got this problem, I got this problem, and this and this, and everything. They can constantly talk about everything wrong. And your body's eating that up. Because the words, words contain power. And I started talking to my body, talking to my body, talking to my body. I was taking medicine. God's word, I was saying what the Lord said. I'd say things like, by his stripes, I, I was healed. And I'm in pain while I'm saying it. But what does that have to do with anything? With anything. I mean, people take the pills while they're in pain. I don't know why I'm doing this. It hurts. So I'll take it anyway. <laughs> Still hurts. <laughs> but what did I do? I just kept on. I said, well, this, is, this, this works. This is eternal. My body is not eternal. My body is temporary. It's changeable. It's Play-Doh, man. It can move. It can, it can be reshaped. And, and things can, bad things can leave. And I, so I kept taking the medicine. And I, rem this, I didn't plan on giving you this testimony even tonight, but whatever. Uh, I can remember the first day, because I don't know, I couldn't give you how long it took, but what, not, in, not too long, longer than I wanted, but it did take, it wasn't a couple days. It was longer than that. And, but I remember the first day I drove, was driving down the road, and I sneezed. Now, that might not sound like a real good positive praise report and testimony to you, but I rejoiced when I did because I couldn't sneeze for a long time because every time I, if, if something got, you know, itched in your nose or something and, and you, you'd sneeze, I'd go, because <laughs> all my, because I, I couldn't bend. All the muscles would tighten up. <laughs> and I remember driving down the road and, Phew. hallelujah, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> And then, I, and then I saw a friend who was a, this is before I was in ministry and stuff, and, but he was a, a, a minister, and, I, and he knew that I had been uh, dealing with this. And, 
and, uh, and getting the victory over it and so forth. And so I went and I saw him. He said, how's it going? And I went over like this and I bent over. <laughs> and, uh, and he knew exactly what happened because I couldn't do that before. And uh, what happened? Well, his word. I'm telling you, his word healed me. His word delivered me and set me free. Yeah. And his word will do for you the exact same, same thing it did for me. It wasn't God choosing to do it. It was me choosing to take the medicine. It was me choosing to take him at his word. There was no, there was no divine thing there. I mean, it's divine. It is from God. There was no sovereign move where God decided at once to move in my life and ignored other people and came to me. No, that's not how it works. He sent his word. Whoever will take his word and heed his word, receive his word, it'll work. What did God say? I know Jesus said if you'll speak to your mountain, it'll be moved. He said if you'll lay hands on the sick, you'll recover. What did he say? In James 5, he said the prayer of faith would heal the sick. Huh? Jesus told multiple people, go your way and be healed. He said, your faith has made you whole. Be it unto you according to your faith. All the, the Bible is full of words of healing. Jesus would speak them to people. God promised them to everybody. They're words of healing. What if I don't know about them? Or what if I ignore them? Or what if I don't take my medicine? Well, healing will just not be a part of me. But I get those words in me, and there's a performance of God's power to deliver me. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me read you a couple of verses, then we're gonna, then we'll, then we'll minister. Okay? Exodus 23, 25. Exodus 23, 25 reads, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away. From the midst of you. Man, that's a word from God. Huh? What did he say? What did he say? He said, I will take sickness away from the midst of you, the middle of you. Take it away from you. The reality is he did that in Jesus on the cross. And he did take sickness away from the midst of us. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. And when evening had come, they brought to him, him Jesus, many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word. With a what? With his power. No, the power's in the word. In other words, Jesus said, come out. And the power went into motion and threw those demons out of there. With a word, he healed them. And healed all who were sick. How did he do that? With a word. Cast the demons out with the word, healed all who were sick. Verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And that full and final completion, uh, fulfillment of that took place with Jesus on the cross. That's, a, that's an Isaiah 53 quote. Amen. Jesus even said about himself, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. Thank you, Lord, for his powerful, unchanging word. Your body will change. His word will not. Huh? Amen. Sickness and disease running into the power of God is like if you've ever seen uh, some of the Superman shows or Superman movies where someone doesn't know who he is and they 
push him or throw a punch at him, and it's just like they hit a brick wall. You ever seen that in the Superman? And it's like, you know, because he just doesn't move at all. And I tell you, that's the way, we're, we're talking about the word which contains the power of God. Sickness and disease coming against that. The power of God does not even budge. It does not even, whoop, not even a flinch. It's just so much greater and so much stronger and so much more influential that sickness and disease and every demon in hell doesn't stand a chance. Amen? All right, we're going to pray now. I'm going to invite people to come up in just a minute who want healing in their bodies. But Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Oh, for your great and mighty power contained in your words. We receive your words tonight. You sent them to heal us and to deliver us from destruction. We receive your words tonight. We receive your great and mighty power in those words. And every sickness bows its knee. And every demon gets cast out. And every work of darkness gets stopped today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to invite individuals to come who want hands laid on them. One of the words from God is this. The word of God, ready, ready, ready. They'll lay hands on the sick, and, they, and the believers, I'm a believer, you're a believer, will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Right? That, that word, you can bank on that. So we're going to do that. If you want hands laid on you tonight, uh, I want you to come. Ushers will tell you where to go. Don't do anything else, though. What do I mean? We're not up here in our own strength or our own effort. Don't try to get anything. We're just going to come and let God's Word manifest His mighty power in your body. So as soon as I lay hands on you, God's power will go right in you and right to that problem, that condition. And all you're just going to do is accept it and say, Ha-ha, thank you, Lord. Thank you. You don't have to pray real hard. Relax. It's not on you. I'm not going to pray real hard because it's not on me. Not by my power or holiness will, will, will all these people be healed. It is by His power we're simply accessing it. Amen. We're just doing what He said in His Word. So, Father, thank you for these now. Thank you for these. We lay hands on them as Jesus said, as you instructed in your Word. And we thank you that as we do, the power of God goes right into them, effects a healing and a cure, drives out that which Satan has wrought, and every problem leaves them instantly in Jesus' name. So I just release that healing power into your body right now. Go in, go in, receive, and be healed in the name of Jesus.